It's how we start our day. The Morning Wake Up Podcast with Liana, Bjorn and Josh. I went to a rugby game on the weekend um, and my boyfriend did make a comment and said Josh would do really well in this team. And (laughs) (laughs) it was the under 45 kg uh, boys team. Um, And we had a little giggle about that. And then I said, he does really want us to go and watch his rugby game. So uh, we didn't, but... (laughs) How did your game go on the weekend, Josh? You haven't talked about it yet. No, I have not. And thank you for bringing it up. I really appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate the sensitivity around it. Um, Liana, <laughs> Kate, Liana arrived and I arrived first to work this morning. We sort of hopped out of the car and Liana's like, how's your weekend? And I was like, oh, yeah, it was okay. Um, we lost 60-0 on oh, the weekend. wow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, oh, right. So Shivers. we got properly spanked. On wow. the weekend, our rugby team. Do you? Okay, this is quite interesting now. To, I've never had an interview with... <laughs> we usually get on really impressive people onto the radio. They've done crazy good things. But you don't get to chat about people that have been <laughs> at the coalface like that. Sure. Do okay. And you do wonder, like, when you see a team just getting absolutely pummeled, yeah. does it, like, become like a lost cause in the game? Do you feel the defeat mid-game? Like, the last 20 minutes, is it kind of like... They just keep scoring because your team is so demoralised. Yeah. They have the mental advantage now too. I think <laughs> the, yeah, that definitely that did happen at times. And then you start to just sort of celebrate very, very small victories. Like, you know, it gets to the point where... <laughs> I you, caught the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the, the yeah, the backs manage to not drop it for like a whole, you know, they get right to the winger and, all, and then it goes yeah, out. Okay. But you're like, well, you did make it all the way across, so well done. <laughs> uh, or, you know, we don't get pushed back in a scrum. No, um, we, yeah, it does get to that point a little bit. I think, yeah, you start to be like, all right, we'll try not to let them score again. And then, <laughs> so you know, the, yeah. And then because you're on zero, you're like, well, maybe we should just try at least score one point, you know, or like, you know, kick a goal. I think that's your problem there. Is that you we think, don't know. You think you can score one point in rugby. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Captain's eye, okay, Josh, Einstein, how are we going to score one point? And you're like, well, we'll just almost get a try. <laughs> well, we almost... Get a fifth of a try. We almost got over a couple of times and that's what we sort of focused on after the game. Oh, oh that's rough, man. 60 nil. Yeah. That is... Hey, better luck next time, mate. Glad I didn't come to that game. No, it was a disaster. <laughs> next week, though, next week up against Next against, week, 2.45. Yep. Someone will be there. It's, it's a shame after we had your president of your fan club on the show this week. I know. Well, Could that have was been a, some other listeners that turned up. Well, the, the, I don't. I hope not. Not to see that performance. <laughs> maybe they did, but they just say, like, "I'll keep quiet about what I saw." Yeah, maybe the they're like a nice sort of person that cares about my feelings, I unlike didn't. the other people that sort of just bring it up to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already joking. Now, on a Saturday morning, I like to ease myself into my day, so woke up about I don't know eight eight thirty, and um, I was just like scrolling my phone, scrolling through uh, my various news channels. Um, the Herald stuff, then I moved on to the Cape Cod Times, which I often read. What? Just to, to kick off. The Cape Cod Times. It's one of my favourites. Good. The it, local rag, is it? <laughs> well, it's a local rag for Cape Cod area in, um, yeah. Um, in where? In America. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Nuts. So it's getting my news from all around the world. Okay. okay. Wow. Uh, I stumbled across this story and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I've got to share it with you guys. Uh, you may have actually heard of, uh, heard this story by now because I did see that News Hub picked it up on Sunday. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have a show on the weekend, so I had to wait till Monday to be able to share it. Uh, now, um, 
So crazy story, right? This um, guy, he's like a lobster, commercial lobster diver. Yep. You've seen this, Bjorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what this story's going to be. <laughs> it's so good. So um, this guy, he's a commercial lobster diver, right? And mm-hmm. um, he's in full scuba gear. Second dive of the day, he reckoned, diving down, collecting mm-hmm. up lobsters for people to eat. Unfortunately, on his way down, on his second dive, um, something swallows him. Swallows him! Mm, <laughs> he said... It's literal the Jonah story. It's amazing. Oh my, wow. So he's just swimming along, minding his own business, picking up lobsters, and then, yep. Boom. He's like, gosh, it's got dark in here. That's what he said. He said it went very dark, and he could feel a big uh, a mouth squeezing on him. And he said initially he thought he'd gotten eaten by a great white shark. Um, but then he was like, well, I'm still alive, and I don't hurt anywhere, and I'm not super injured. So he was like, can't be a shark. It's like being in a very wet, bouncy castle. Wow. <laughs> getting squished. Anyway, uh, it turns out he had been swallowed by a whole humpback whale. Just opened its mouth and inhaled him. <laughs> wow, they do have pretty big mouths. So you do just... hear those facts where they're like, do you know a human could swim down the main artery of a humpback whale's oh, heart yeah. or whatever? And you're like, I don't want to find out whether that's true or not. <laughs> well, this guy, so he gets sucked inside a whale's mouth and then he's like, well, what do I do now? Because I'm in a, obviously, well, I don't, well, do you think he knew? Like how, he can't have known. You wouldn't, that's not I think something. instantly all you'd think was, I want to get out of here. Yeah. I don't know where I am, but I don't <laughs> like it. So he's, yeah, oh, it smells like krill in here. <laughs> no, uh, so he starts like moving around and stuff. And then he notices that the whale's starting to not have a good time either. Oh, so he reckoned yeah, that the whale started coming. shaking its head and stuff like that. <laughs> well, the whales don't have teeth, so they can't like bite you. Yeah, so they just. I imagine that it's sort of. No, but I do imagine, and this is based on essentially nothing, but do you think the inside of a whale's mouth feels a bit like a cat's tongue? Like, kind of rough? I was going to say it would have felt a bit sandpapery. (laughs) Soft and squishy, but kind of rubby and not very good. Not comfortable, nah. But you'd be wearing a wetsuit, so you wouldn't feel that initially anyway. <laughs> yeah, is he free diving or does he have full scuba gear on? Yeah, full scuba, and- yeah. So he can still breathe and stuff, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, then, I was really hoping as I was scrolling this story that he got blown out the blowhole. Because <laughs> I was like, blown out the blowhole. <laughs> but in my mind, that's how the Jonah story happens. No. Is he doesn't get vomited on the beach. Vomit is just a word that they use in the Bible for any sort of thing that comes out of a whale, and he gets blown out of the blowhole. Doesn't come out of the blowhole. There's no blowhole big enough. No way. <laughs> How big is a whale's blowhole? Probably not big enough to put a human through. No. I've never seen one, so I don't know. I imagine they're like the size of like, just a little bit smaller than a manhole. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maybe on a blue whale, I don't know. A big, know. big whale, yeah. Are anyway. they connected to the mouth, though? I don't know. No, I don't know either. <laughs> Anyway, he did it. He got said. They said that the whale. He said the whale started shaking its head and shaking its head. And then his sister was on the boat, and she saw this whale just burst out of the surface of the ocean, thrash around a bit, and then fling him out of its mouth. No way! And she went and rescued him. No. He's in hospital now, but he's all good. Oh, that's good to hear. He's got to do a thumbs up from inside his hospital bed. That is absolutely outrageous. I know. That's a whale of a tail. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, gosh. You don't come across that story very often. <laughs> well, once before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say never. <laughs> Jim, we're asking this morning, what will you not share with your partner? Now, <laughs> my boyfriend made it very clear to me yesterday when he labelled his lip balm, do not touch Liana. So he obviously, and he's told me before, but obviously I keep using it. <laughs> 
said, stop using my lip balm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he made it very obvious by putting vivid permanent marker on the lip balm to sh- tell me not to use it. Now, Bjorn, um, you're very sort of the opposite of this. You guys share everything. Oh, like I was, there's nothing off limits. I'm still trying to rack my brains of anything in our house that is like, nah, don't touch that. Do that's, you have your that's own? Mine. Do you have your own like clothing areas? Yeah, you know, like drawers. Like yeah, you've yeah, got... yeah. Okay, so you don't like mix up your tops and everything. Well, no, just based on practicality. <laughs> right, <laughs> very different sizes. Okay, can I? You said before that you sometimes go away, and if you forget your toothbrush, you'll just use. That would be the majority of times too. I I right. forget my toothbrush. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever used my? No. Have you ever used I've my toothbrush? I've gone away with you and definitely forgotten my toothbrush many times, but I've never used your toothbrush. I've definitely used your toothpaste. You know yep. that. Yep, that's good. That annoys you a lot. <laughs> well, no, it's not. I'm not that annoyed about it that anymore. It does annoy him a bit. <laughs> it's a, from a... From it's because it's repeated every time. I almost right. rely completely on just that someone else will bring some toothpaste. <laughs> it's like when you're the only one that brings sunblock to the beach. You're like, oh. I won't do it with sunblock. <laughs> toothpaste you annoying. use a tiny amount. I've got quite a lot of real estate for sunblock, so I would feel really bad. <laughs> what will you not share with your partner? 8168 with the key letters MWU, or you can give us a call 0508543336. John joins us this morning. Morena, John. Good morning. Nice to meet you. <laughs> well, this is off to a great start. I love this. Hey, um, John. <laughs> um, all, hey, nice to meet you too, John. It is great to meet you, John. John, uh, what is off limits? Uh, what is not shared in your relationship? Hey, guys, like anything I don't mind sharing, but when it comes to hash browns, I need to know how many you need because that you're sticking to that. Because <laughs> if you go over and you try and take a bite out of mine, oh. I will be fuming. Oh. Yeah, no, okay, I definitely Good can call. relate to the food thing because that's when when the story changes. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't, no, I don't want anything. Right. Oh, <laughs> you, now you've gone and got something. I'll have some of that. And you're like, no, I've specifically got the amount that I was happy to eat. So, John, exactly, are you? Yeah. Is, is this a problem in your relationship? <laughs> like, does your partner often eat more hash browns than they've said they would? There's been a few times where I clearly, you know, either Macca's drive through or, you know, <laughs> you go in and, and do you want any hash browns? Oh, no, nah, I'll just have one. And then, you know, she eyes it out and then <laughs> just grabs it, has a bite. And, you know, you just can't do things like that nowadays. And, eh? yeah, yeah, especially there's only about four bites in a McDonald's hash brown. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they're so good. Like, you don't want to share it. You can easily eat one, two, or three. Good call, John. Uh, what will you not share with your partner is the question we're asking this morning. Uh, my boyfriend wrote in vivid on his lip balm, do not touch Liana. So he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to share his lip balm with me. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough because you said that sometimes you'll take it, like, away in your car, obviously, to use it and then <laughs> not return it, which obviously, and he, does, he doesn't want the feeling of chap lips. Yeah, but isn't lip balm <laughs> one of those things? That, what does lip balm cost? I've never bought it. but it, $4. Yeah, 30. it's not a whole lot. You could easily have, like, three or four of them, like, one in the glove box, one in the house, one in over there, you know, just, and you pretty much a lifetime supply. Just always accessible. Right. you go. You yeah. know, it's not a huge deal to, I mean, to literally pull the label off, get out a pen and write your name on it. Be like, I mean, no, I don't I tend touch. to lose 
them quite easily. Right. I'm completely because you know, you're a recidivist. And he would have the he'd go to use the lip balm. Probably the last thing he's done, doing in the morning. You know, he's probably getting all ready for a hard day on the tools, and then he's gone to put his little chapstick on. <laughs> And it's, he's found it's not oh. there. That would infuriate me. That's why he keeps it at home. He doesn't keep it in the car. He doesn't want the other builders to see <laughs> yeah. him moisturising his hands before he goes, putting on his chapstick. You don't want to be like or that. Cleansing, then toning, then moisturising. You know how the face mask. He hides his cucumbers that he puts on his eyes <laughs> in, a, in a little locked box. Yeah, it's kind of fine for like a girl to sort of twist the rear vision mirror and do a bit of a... And that sort of thing before they go to work. But if, if a builder's doing that, it is a bit, you know, he wants to do that at home in the privacy of his own home before he gets to work. Some things they just don't need to see on site, you know? Um, <laughs> it's a few oh, texts coming man. in. Someone says, my husband uh, constantly takes my robe. Uh, when I got a new one, I made sure it was the girliest thing that I could find from Peter Alexander. Yes. Uh, but I still come home and find him sitting comfortably on the couch in my lilac and gold robe. It's beautiful. Yes. They are quite nice and plush, though. You're warm, too. Again, mm. um, you're in the comfort of your own home, so no one's going <laughs> to see you, so it doesn't really matter what you're wearing. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, actually. We're talking about the film uh, They Are Us. You might have heard about it over the weekend. They're looking at making a, a film about the Christchurch terrorist attack. Um, and there's been a whole lot of backlash from people all over the country. I saw the mayor of Christchurch has um, come out and said that they're not welcome in Christchurch mm. to film it if they're planning on it. I mean, I don't right. know if that's an official sort of ban or just kind of in a sentiment that she's sort of said that, but it sort of shows, I think, a lot of the uh, feelings a lot of people have there around do- it. There doesn't seem to be a massive appetite for it here in New Zealand. Uh, Judy joins us on the phone. Judy, what are your thoughts on this movie that they're thinking about making? Morena, um, yeah, I think what I think doesn't really count because I'm a party here who wasn't involved. I think what's important is that we should be reaching out to all the Muslim people in our world to just get their views and offer them whatever support we can. Mm. I mean, with me, I don't think I'd think it was appropriate mm. at all. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't see the movie? No. And do you think that the timing of it is off as well? I, he- I hear what you're saying and I, I appreciate it. But, um, yeah. yeah, do you think it's too soon too? Yeah, I rem- what you said or what you guys said earlier on about um, like with Schindler's List and other movies 50 years later where we can e- all learn something from it is it's good for, you know, the greater good, but it's not sensitive at all to do it mm. so soon. Yeah. yeah, good call, Judy. Yeah, completely. Because eh? uh, you hear stories of, and like I'm not very connected to Muslim communities around the place, or and especially in Christchurch, but you hear stories of, you know, there's people still dealing with this mm. so freshly, like, and they will for the rest of their lives, obviously, but, you know, there's people still trying to deal with ACC, like, payments about how do they survive and how to, like, just working out logistical kind of carry-on. It's like that stuff hasn't even well, we found haven't... an end yet, and, mm. and you're looking at making a story about it. I'm like, that story isn't even nearly... Over. We haven't even been able to really commemorate it as a nation, I don't think, because, mm. you know, we ha- we missed the anniversary of it because of COVID last year. Mm. And then, you know, and, and this year there was sort of still a bunch of COVID stuff as well because we had that other lockdown in March uh, as as well. So, or, yeah, end of Feb, um, start of March this year too. So I think, yeah, for me it's too soon. Um, someone made a good point on the text, you know, they signed the petition because mainly the people impacted are not happy. Um, and I read a little bit about that, that, yeah, they haven't really <laughs> asked the people obviously involved if this is okay. Um, so 
why, why, why would you go ahead and make a film if, if yeah, the people involved are not happy? Interesting. They did put out a thing saying they had consulted with some members of that community and, and people in Christchurch about it, but then they haven't said who that was. And then the mosques themselves have come out and said that we don't know anyone within our groups that have been talked to. So right. they're like, I don't know who they're referring to, but we don't know who that is. So it's a bit of a weird one. We break so you don't have to. <laughs> No, we break with you. Mm, some people can't, though. That's it's nice true. to know someone is, <laughs> I think. That's what everyone wants to hear when they can't have a break. At least you can, for me. Mm. Is, do you think, like, on, like, a rowing... Yeah, like a waka or, like, a boat where there's lots and lots of people yeah. all rowing? Yeah. Do you think there are, like, three or four designated people that take a break on behalf of everyone else at a time? You know, because obviously you'll stop moving if everyone takes a break. They would the rotate time. who's, yeah. Yeah, who's on break. Yeah, yeah. The shift work. <laughs> That's kind of like what we're doing. We'll take a break now. If you <laughs> yeah. want, you can take a break later for us because we'll be working hard a bit later on. I um, went kayaking and there was a, it was only a two-man kayak. Chuck two kids on the back that small. I was like, you guys can fit. I'll go on the front. Yeah. Anyway, um, they had a break uh, about 90% of the time and I just paddled. Oh, if you're them. in a two-person kayak, always go at the back. <laughs> never no, go always the back. go at the back. Oh, yeah, sorry, never go at the front. Yeah, never go at the front because the other person can see how much work you're doing. The same thing if you're on a um, tandem bike. Mm. Go um, at the back. <laughs> always go at the back so you can take a rest. And they don't know. But you oh. always know when they're resting. That's I saw this true. exact thing the other week. I was taking the <laughs> taking the boat out of the estuary. And there was a guy. There was a, a couple in a tandem kayak. And she was at the front doing all the hard work. And he, <laughs> really? was, he was at the back with like a digital camera just taking photos nice. of everything. <laughs> Far out. His paddle like dragging in the water behind him, tied to the kayak. Did oh, you guys wow. see that um, Mahi Drydstow's retired as a rower? Wow. He didn't make the Olympics, unfortunately. Right. Mm. Um, poor guy, man. What a legend. He's like been the best rower in like the history of the world or wow. something. Unbelievable. Wow. He's won world champs over and yeah, over right. again. Won medals. He's just constantly the best. And into later life. Was he a poor, are you saying poor guy because... Well, he pushed. He sort of was like on the fence about whether or not he would go for Tokyo 2020. Could he do another yeah. run at it? Because the amount of training you got to put in, just can you put yourself through that? And then eventually he decided he would and he'd go for it. And then it got And moved. then you get in peak physical performance, try and like peak for the Olympics. And then they move the Olympics. Oh, so yeah, then you're like, can, okay, now I've got to do it for another year. And there's nothing else you can really do in your life if you're training for the Olympics. Like, that's you. That's what you yeah, do. Yeah, full time commitment. You know, so it's like you can't move on to anything else. You can't. And then, so then he, he's still committed to go again, another year of training to try. And then, and then he didn't qualify. Oh. But then maybe he would have if it was the year before where he was just one year younger. I don't know. He was right on the cusp of like, could he still do it at that age? Right. It would be unbelievable if he did it again. How old is he? Don't know, actually. He's been at it a long time. Yeah, right. He's 84, actually. <laughs> <laughs> really incredible stuff. So longevity. <laughs> the longevity of the man. He's been to a number of Olympic games. Well, he's 42. <laughs> oh. He's half that. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> you see the Olympics where he won gold and then he literally just passed out in his kayak because oh. he had food poisoning. He'd lost oh. like six kilos that week. Still won the gold medal. How how amazing. Did he? Bro, he almost drowned at the end of it. He couldn't, he couldn't like, 
handed like he just wow. gave everything until he almost just exploded on the finish line. They're like helping him stand when he finally made it back to the wharf. He like couldn't even. He was like pale as anything. That's awesome, mate. Far out. That's, yeah, that's pushing that. That's grit, man. That's hard work. That's like me at the end of a shift. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. Perfect time for your first fact of the week. There will be four facts. One of them, sorry, there'll be five facts. One of them will be fake. And you have to guess which one is fake. Uh, unfortunately, uh, no, really no one's texted in any other themes apart from eggs. So it looks like that's what we're sticking with. We are sticking with eggs. Yeah. Uh, eggs is the theme this week. So one of the facts will be fake. You've got to try and figure it out. Today's fact is about the humble egg that um, you guys would be familiar with, chicken eggs. Okay, good. You know, you eat them. <clears throat> you eat them. By far the most familiar egg of mine. Yeah. Do you know that it is possible... <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny. It is possible mm-hmm. to uncook an <laughs> egg. That's unbelievable. <laughs> It is. What? It can be done. It's not easy. Oh, it doesn't. Okay, you wouldn't be able to do it, but some people can. Wait. And uh, can you do it in a a standard kitchen? No, I don't believe so. (laughs) Okay. How do you You uncook an egg? Some pretty heavy duty equipment. Okay. (laughs) So scientists say that they've done it. Yeah, scientists did it. Okay. Um, and he <laughs> won a Nobel Prize for it. <laughs> oh, wow. Nobel Prize in medicine for uncooking yeah. an egg. He, that and was medicine. probably his yeah. life's work too. Like He's probably spent many, many years trying to figure this out, um, and he did it. Mm. What, what medicinal benefit does a egg that's been cooked and then subsequently mm. uncooked have for the body? Um, no, it was that he. What he discovered was what he got the prize for, and the example was the uncooking of an egg. Was yeah. what he did with the oh, what he figured out. Right. It was some sort of messing with the protein structure of something. Okay. And that can be used in medicine. For right. Things more beneficial to society than uncooking eggs. Yeah, because once you cook an egg, no one wants to uncook it. Unless you did too, uh, boiled too many eggs. If and- I could uncook eggs, I would be doing it all the time. Because the amount of times... Okay, how do you cook your eggs? What do you like? Once you, I like a poached. Yeah, poached is good. Or a boiled. Fried. I like fried at the moment. I do fried on the pan. But I do over easy, where you cook it like, I don't know, three quarters of the way through on one side. Get the spatula underneath. Flick it over. Yeah. And just let it sear the other side and seal it but yeah. the yolk still stays soft in the middle. Nice. Much like a poached egg but cooked everything else. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. But if you leave it for 10 seconds too long oh. on that pan that'll cook right through. Oh, that I yolk. see. So if I could have what this guy figured out. Did he, um, <laughs> could, could he, say you broke the yolk as you cracked the egg into Ooh. the pan, when he uncooked his egg, did it repair that part or did that stay sort of like... Did he return it to... <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Gosh, that also would be quite a skill. Because <laughs> did what... I feel like, did he really invent time travel? Because that would be a great way to uncook an egg. Travel back in time and redo it. <laughs> Because the amount of times I've cracked open a yolk and then just thought, oh, this breakfast is totally ruined. I know, it does suck, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you still eat it, but it's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, let it be known that it is a true fact that you can uncook a cooked egg back to That's its original form. 
It's a good fact. Well, not anyone. Let's just don't say that to you, Can. It's like... If you have a scientific lab at Cambridge <laughs> University, <laughs> multi-millions of dollars worth of nanotechnology equipment, you can uncook an egg. It's definitely cheaper just to buy uncooked eggs. No, oh, that's... Still, that's pretty amazing. Yep. I like it. And pretty, I hope that what he really invented was time travel. <laughs> pretty amazing fact. The theme for this week is eggs. So we started off strong and I feel like we're going to get a little bit more gross as the week goes by, but that's okay. Oak and Dove. Decisions made, decisions by trade. Okay, if you've got any advice for this person, love to hear it. 8168 keyword MWU. I am a 39-year-old single female and I'm feeling a lot of pressure from friends and family to start dating. I've had a few relationships in the past but have been single now for a few years. I was wondering if you or your listeners had any advice in terms of dealing with the comments and suggestions of finding a man and settling down. Steph joins us. Good morning, Steph. What's your advice for this person? Thing. I just think it's all in God's timing. If it's going to be, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So, uh, so would you say, would you recommend to this person to say that to people who are perhaps commenting or suggesting that she gets into a relationship? Well, how can they argue with God? Yeah, nice. That <laughs> is true. It does kind of stop the conversation right there, eh? If you're like, I'm just leaving it up to God. They can't really okay. say, no, you, should, you shouldn't do that, that's, right? That's the trump card. <laughs> exactly. If, if God wants it to happen, mm. it'll happen. I never thought I'd get married, and yet God has other plans for me. Cool. And I've got a wonderful husband now. So. Oh, awesome to hear, Steph. Thank you for uh, your advice on this. Aaron joins us. Aaron, have you got any advice for this person? Oh, I think that first call has summed it all up. Mm. You can't really, um, you know, if, if she's happy on her own, you can't, I don't know how you add to happiness. Mm. Well, the that's, good Lord will do it for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good and, point. Uh, yeah. So you're saying if you're happy, then, yeah, like, no, you can't, you, you shouldn't feel forced to kind of, like, think that your life is better, but rather think, just go with the flow. Yeah, go off the flow. If you're happy with yourself, on your own, that's a very strong place to be yeah, cool. in life in general. Yeah, and what would what kind of things should she be saying to these people? Obviously, they're putting the pressure on and maybe pointing out maybe you aren't happy because you aren't <laughs> with someone. You know, and right. then there's that, that peer pressure, right? She should just cheekily look at them and, and just say she, she's... No need for codependency. No. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great. That's very good no. advice, Aaron. Thanks for your call. Good work. Love your call. Yeah, interesting. Um, Jesus never got married. That's true. That's a good response, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome, actually. You know, neither did Paul. And he actually talks about being single. And, you know, really? Paul, who wrote yeah. most of the New Testament, you know, like he talks about it, saying... You know, it's good for you to remain single if you want to be. Yeah, cool. Jo- Great. Joanna uh, has called through. Joanna, what's your advice for this person? Um, yeah, kind of along the same lines. I would say just really talk to God about it and having him, like, on your side and, you know, if people ask you, like, oh, when are you getting a boyfriend, when are you getting married, then you can say, oh, you know, I've been talking to God, I'm actually in a season of sing- singleness mm. or... You know, really having that empowerment of that relationship with him to back you up in your decision so that 
their comments don't really affect you as much. Oh, I like that, Joanna. Yeah, because it can affect you, right? Like it can kind of shift your opinion on, oh, I was actually happy single, yeah. but now everyone's asking me, so maybe I need to get married or need to be in a relationship. Yeah, but getting to, you know, getting uh, to know God more and uh, Joanna, hearing his voice. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good point. Um, Joanna, have you been in a situation where you've felt this sort of pressure at all? I definitely, um, in, in high school, I was like, okay, I'm not going to date, I'm just going to focus on school. And then coming out of high school, it's kind of like, oh, you know, like, this is a chance and stuff. But still, actually, you know, in my human humanity, I'm like, oh, yeah, now I can, like, do stuff. But it's still really important to go back to God and be like, actually, is this season of singleness mm. going to continue? Or um, is it time to go out and... You know, yeah, it's. I think it's still really important, whatever season you're in, to, to rely on what God's mm. um, telling you and to really push into that. Yeah. yeah, cool. Awesome advice there from Joanna. Thank you so much for your call this morning. Yeah, we're talking about um, the pressure of being single um, mm. and do you feel it? And any advice for people that are, you know, getting those kind of comments from people about, like, when are you getting into, when are, when are you getting married? When are you? Yeah, because I was saying before, you know, like, it doesn't really, it doesn't just stop with dating, right? Like, it's often, you know, you're, you're single and people are like, you should date, and then you're dating and people say you should get married, and then you're married <laughs> and people say you should have kids. It's, it's sort of, like, almost never ending. So. <laughs> uh, Jane has come through on the text machine, 8168, with the key letters MWU. Pressuring someone about their single status is unacceptable buy a plain t-shirt get it screen printed with I'm single deal with it and wear it around the inconsiderate people who comment about your singledom yep <laughs> I wear would wear the t-shirt I, yeah but then yeah. and that'll also attract a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> that's what they'll say like, well you obviously want someone you're advertising it you're like no I'm saying shut up <laughs> that's good um, but yeah I think that basically the point that most people are making on the text and on the phone is, you know, like ask God about it, seek him first. Yeah, and I guess for people that, you know, because it's really easy to make those comments, and I've probably definitely been guilty of it for people, you know, just saying stuff and you don't realise how much, mm. how annoying it can be for them to constantly have that. It's like, you don't want to be pressuring anybody to get into a relationship with the wrong person. Because if people do feel that pressure all the time, then they're like, oh, I do need to. Like, something mm. wrong with me. Everyone keeps pointing it out. I better, I don't know. You, you know, and then... Yeah. I don't well, know. Like, it's it, not worth getting into a relationship with someone you shouldn't be in a relationship 100%. with just to be in a relationship. That is not of net benefit. Yeah, amen to that. It's yeah, really totally. I think I think from what people have been saying to me, it sounds like everyone's sort of saying just own what, whatever you're feeling is mm. right for you. Sort of own that without kind of trying to get too distracted by what other people are saying and then just trust in God on top of that as well. It's how we start our day. The Morning Wake Up Podcast with Liana, Bjorn and Josh.